Welcome to the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs, where we showcase energy healers, lightworkers, holistic coaches, hypnotherapists, and creatives using their intuitive healing and transformative gifts to create an impact and a healthy income, as well as celebrate their one-of-a-kind, soul-expressed businesses. We'll take a look at the inspirational and insightful money lessons and messages in the world around us. I'm Michelle I. Revis, your host and fellow spiritual entrepreneur, learning, exploring, and uncovering the gifts and the personal growth opportunities of a soul-inspired business right alongside with you. Thanks so much for pressing the play button and listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello there, you're listening to another episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm so glad you joined us today. In case this is your first episode you're listening to, welcome. I'm Michelle Irevis, money and business Vedic astrologer and esoteric numerologist. I help spiritual entrepreneurs uncomplicate and strengthen their relationship with money using my favorite spiritual tools and techniques. Welcome again, my friend. This episode is a book report episode on Happy Money. The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money by Ken Honda. I'd like to go over some of my favorite parts of the book that I think would be informative and interesting. And then I'll end with Ken Honda's Five Steps to Happy Money. So the book begins with the question, Is your money smiling? I love this question. Everyone likes having money, pretty much. But does money like being with you? Are you a joyful money holder? Do you have an ease and a level of comfort with your money? Or do you have a stranglehold on money, reluctant to let it go? Or do you ignore it, hoping that the challenges around money simply disappear? I've done all of the above. I do these podcast episodes because I'm on the money journey with you, and I'm so glad we can make the discoveries together. Thanks so much for joining me, my friend. So, did you know that the number one thing couples fight about, no matter how long they have been together, is money? Totally understandable, right? After all, we could have been brought up very differently and taught very different things about money or not taught anything about money at all. We also bring our own experiences, beliefs, and trauma into the mix. Money is often the most avoided and fought about subjects in a marriage. Two people who love each other, have aligned goals, and care about the same things could have very, very, very different ideas and beliefs of how they should manage money, spend money, save money. So we could have very different money types or personalities than our partners or spouses or loved ones. Ken Honda talks about the money personalities. Personalities such as hoarders, spenders, gamblers, warriors, 
Money-making addicts, monks, and hippies. He also explains and talks about the different negative emotions that are commonly found when different personality types deal with money challenges. So the five negative emotions keeping us from prosperity are, according to Ken Honda, anxiety, fear, doubt, guilt, and self-neglect. I found the fifth one, self-neglect, really interesting because he says, and I'm quoting him, the sooner you realize that the only thing limiting you is, well, you by your negative thinking, the more quickly you can move into a place where you can increase your overall sense of peace and abundance. So my friend, the good news is we are the only thing standing in our way of wealth and prosperity. And the bad news is we are the only thing standing in our way of wealth and prosperity. It's so simple and so true. Luckily, Ken Honda gives us suggestions to help us through our negative tendencies to help us welcome in more money and make happy money. Here are a few of his suggestions. Number one, don't save money out of anxiety. People who save money out of fear or anxiety bring in more fear and anxiety into our lives. They hoard more money out of negative feelings around money, insecurities, doubts, and fears. So Ken recommends saving with positive thoughts and feelings, the peace of mind, the joy, and the sense of hope. Maybe even pat yourself on the back for being such a good planner or for being responsible with your money. I had a very wise money mentor who would always say money amplifies or money is a magnifier. So if you have problems with money when you don't have a lot, when you do have a lot, you're still going to have problems with money because you didn't address them. And in fact, money is a magnifier or an amplifier. So it just means that the problems are bigger, but it's the same problem. Okay, number two, you will lose money before attracting money. Losing money is not uncommon. It's a natural phenomenon. Ken Honda interviewed thousands of millionaires, and he said that they all have one major thing in common. They have all experienced failure and loss before they accumulated wealth. So if you happen to be experiencing more loss than gain, this is your wealth building opportunity to strengthen your money resilience skills, find your money inspiration, and learn how to maintain your positive energy thoughts and emotions during money challenges. And I'd like to add here, find your money support system. Not necessarily financial support, but the personal, moral, spiritual support. Okay, number three is likable people attract money. This one is my favorite and the least scary. Not like number two. I'll read what he says here. Other findings are that people who love what they do are far more likely to be successful than those who are unfulfilled in their work. People who do what they love have more passion 
They go the extra mile for their clients and they serve more. They are more appreciated and respected by their clients and customers. And in a word, they are likable. The more you care for others, the more you will receive. I think that's pretty straightforward when you think about it. So if you had really great service at one store and really awful service at another, you're more likely to go back to the store where you had a positive experience than the one you had a bad experience. I think money also naturally flows freely when there is less drama and tension around it. So number three is is a good one to practice. And I have a really good feeling that those of you who are listening to this podcast will find number three really easy to do. Okay, this next tip from Ken Honda is one of my favorites. I'll read it directly from Happy Money. The title of the section is called Creating Your Best Future by Appreciating Your Past. A practice we have here in Japan is that we thank our ancestors regularly. The idea is that when you become conscious and aware of all the work that was done before you, you are more likely to be grateful for what you have. In addition, by linking yourself to your past, you can see the large network of energy that made your life possible today. Many people have no idea how struggles were overcome to get them where they are today. And once you're able to see yourself in the vast continuum in the past and future, you're more likely to behave with a sense of responsibility for the future generations. In addition, you're more aware of the continuum in the present, that your actions affect not only you but everyone around you, and that everything you have comes from a vast network of humans and their collective energy as well. When you eat a piece of lettuce, for example, you're able to see that it was prepared by someone. And before that, it was stocked in a store by someone. And before that, it was transported in a truck by someone. And before that, it was tended, grown, and picked by someone. Once you see that you are just part of a long, wide, vast network of humanity, then it's easy to be grateful. It's easy to see a sense of abundance. It's easy to marvel at what you have, even if it's just a piece of lettuce. And that sense of gratitude for the little things can expand exponentially outward with each realization of connectivity to the past, the future, and the present. After investigating your past and coming to terms with it, you may feel more comfortable and a bit more open to healing and changing your patterns of behavior in the future. So much of our future outlook is dependent on our present and our current beliefs and attitudes. If you can cultivate an appreciation for your hardships and glean important lessons from them, then you're likely to keep a positive attitude when difficult times come again in the future. 
This is all to say that you and you alone can create your own future largely by how you think about and act in the present. The energy that we put out into the world, our beliefs, our words and attitudes is the energy that comes back to us. Thank you, Ken. So true. I also loved the lettuce analogy. What a great analogy and reframe on how to really see and appreciate a seemingly simple thing as a blessing, a piece of lettuce. And seeing how all things are energetically connected, I'd also like to think that during our everyday struggles and challenges around money, we can be reminded that we are not alone and that there are others both in the physical and in the spirit, that we are connected to and can ask for help, guidance, and strength when we need it most. We are all connected and therefore, when we are helped, we also will have the opportunity to help others. It's a win-win scenario. So asking for help is actually creating opportunities to grow and to initiate the ripple effect of the good money can do in the world. All right, lastly, I'd like to leave you with Ken Honda's five steps to happy money. And I think they're really great. Okay, number one, shift out of the scarcity mindset. The first step in shifting out of scarcity mindset is choosing what kind of money mindset you'd like to have or adopt. So be consciously aware of what kind of money mindset you want. What do you want it to look like, feel like? What makes you feel good when you think of your money? What kind of money mindset would you like to adopt? Is it having fun and enjoyable interactions with your money? Is it having an abundant mindset around the money you welcome into your life? Or another suggestion I'd like to make having the mindset that you will always have more than enough. What happens next is we start seeing new possibilities, new opportunities, and unlimited potential. Ken Honda says that you free yourself to create your own destiny. Number two, forgive and heal your money wounds. Ah, this one is the one we will work on for the rest of our lives. Well, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process. So like an onion, that famous onion analogy, our money wounds have different layers and levels and peels. Money will always present opportunities for learning and growth. And as Ken reminds us, forgiveness and healing. Isn't that so wonderful about money? In the book, he gives examples of what we learned from our parents and to look at their lessons with compassion, forgiveness, and gratitude. Oftentimes, what we learn from our parents about money and how it affects us, good or bad, from our early childhood experiences is ingrained in our subconscious mind. We picked it up like sponges when our brain at that very young age is supple and it's just open to receiving information in the world around us. So this dictates how we feel, think, and what we do with our money on an unconscious level. Number three, discover your gifts and get into the flow of happy money. 
This step is a really nice and fun one. We get to celebrate and honor our innate gifts. This is where we get to create happy money and get into the flow of abundance. Ken Honda says that people who are successful in all kinds of fields credit their success to a love for what they do. I think we can also go as far as to say a genuine love and appreciation for money because it gives us the opportunity to discover more and more about our gifts and to enrich our lives as well as help others. Okay, number four is to trust life. Oh, the third example was a fun one, but then the fourth one can be somewhat of a test. Trust life. I don't know about you, but whenever someone says to trust something, my feelers go up. I automatically put up a shield. Trust? Trust what and why should I trust it? Maybe it's my skeptical nature, or maybe it's a self-protection mechanism, or maybe it's me exercising discernment and finding truth for myself. Okay, so trust life. I actually like this one too. Ken Honda talks about how trust and fear cannot coexist. Trust makes us more active, creative, and free. And fear stifles our actions, counters our intentions, and creates resentment. Not to mention, I also think it causes stagnation. So, no thank you very much. I'll take trust. My friend, if this one is a challenge for you, I'm here for you. Number five, say arigato all the time. Arigato means thank you in Japanese. So say thank you all the time. A world of happy money looks like a world in which everyone is continually expressing a deep appreciation for the energy that flows through their lives. The positive energy of gratitude works for us. This energy invites more and more into our lives, including money, good feelings, wonderful opportunities, beauty. So Ken Honda writes, We know that there will be times when things don't go exactly as we planned, but a heart that says arigato in the face of it all gives us an inner resolve that navigates us right through all kinds of rough waters. So take every chance to show your gratitude. Show appreciation for yourself. This is a really nice one because it goes back to the you are the solution and you are the problem earlier in the earlier in this episode. So show appreciation for yourself. If you live in the flow of gratitude, your life will be full of unexpected miracles. When we are in this kind of flow with our inner self and with those around us, we live with happy money. Yes, Ken Honda. Amen to that. All right. You've made it to the end, my friend. Thank you so much for hanging in there. I hope this book report on Ken Hunter's happy money was useful and inspirational. It's my intention to do these book reports every now and then to help you understand more about money 
Maybe even shift your expectations or any challenging thoughts and feelings around money and develop a more positive connection to your money or as Ken Honda would say, your happy money. Thank you again for listening, dear friend. May you discover your best way to welcome happy money into your business and life so that you're able to help circulate all the gifts and all the goodness that is possible with your abundance around the world, blessing others and changing the financial global landscape for good. So thank you for doing your light work and may happy money flow to you now and always. Until next week, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Hopefully it brightens your day and inspires you to take action on your dreams. We'll leave the light on until the next time, friends. Keep shining because people are searching for your particular kind of magic.